0: Bat and Spider, Episode 5, Dr.
1: Giggles.
0: Bat and Spider, Episode 5, here we are. What do you got for me this week?
1: I've got an apology. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, we you know, we told the viewers, we told everyone in the world, not the viewers, the listeners, that we were doing a, a video violence this week. But guess what, Dale? We're not doing that. Chuck,
0: yeah, that's very true. Uh we, we did not mean to lie to anybody. The movie
1: was available to us and then suddenly it wasn't available to us and we only had mm. so much time to try and find a copy. Right. And we just we couldn't. There wasn't time to like even like physically order a copy. Um so called an audible, picked another movie, that one wasn't available. <laughs> <laughs> that's right it was behind some
0: weird bandwidth throttled paywall and Mm -hmm. i mean it was worse than movie if you can imagine
1: we're we're going in strange places of the internet to bring you this show i'll tell you what
0: it's because you know what happens when your local video express closes down chuck (laughs) this
1: is what we're left with yeah you're forced to reckon with the goons in the in the the deep web the dark net Believe you may as seedy
0: and as gross as you thought your local double features was.
1: So on that note, I said, "Screw it, we're gonna watch A Doctor Googles, 1992. <laughs> I was trying to find one just as obscure as video violence. Yeah, that's that's the thing. You know, try and stay at least like in the wheelhouse. But I, I was just getting frustrated, and I was like, "All right, we got we're running out of time. We got to get a sh- got to get a show out." And yeah. uh, so Doctor Googles, it's been on my list probably since 1992 when I would see the ads on the back of the comic books. And I remember, I'm sure one of my videotapes had, because I remember seeing the trailer like a million times. Yeah. So it must've been on, on some home movie, some movie I had. Do you, um, I mean,
0: can you explain the trailer vividly? Could you describe it? No,
1: I can't actually. Mm. I just remember Larry Drake's face and the laughing and Mm -hmm. thinking how dumb it looked. Um, but no, I don't. I don't. That one, I don't. I remember the the baseball, the one on the Ninja Turtles tape, yeah. the kids playing baseball. I remember that one. Yeah, the Pizza Hut one. Yeah, Pizza Hut, yeah.
0: You gotta know how to catch. You gotta know how to throw.
1: That's why I play in right field, way out where the dandelions grow. As a proud sponsor of Little League Baseball, Pizza Hut welcomes all the kids who make it great. Making it great. But episode five. Episode five. It's great. Five. Feels like a little bit of a milestone. Half decade already. (laughs) We've been at this. It's five weeks. Last week, I
0: talked about how I broke my son's chair, and I was like a little boy Mm. sitting here at my desk talking to you. So I went and uh, I braved the Office Depot with a face mask to find a chair. So now... My little teeny tiny little desk mat, chair mat that I thought was going to be like just super modern and sleek for the new office area that I have at this house. Uh, you know, the the footprint of the uh, the wheels on this monolithic chair It's just, you might as well not even have a chair mat underneath <laughs> right now. So I'm just <laughs> cutting into the rug as we speak. Oh,
1: God. Is it really aggravating when like is it aggravating when you try and roll around and it's just like it's much harder than you expect it to be oh absolutely is that what's happening yes
0: that's it's murder i'm just cutting (sighs) there's just deep divots into this chair mat because even though it's a high pile chair mat i am a high pile
1: weight uh, myself can i tell you about my chair i I I just bought this chair like uh gosh i don't know two or three months ago i very excited about it, and I I love pretty much almost everything about it. But it uh, it's got these wheel locks, um, for each wheel. But to be unlocked, they have to be in the upper position. So oh, they're and they're right on top of the wheel. So like every time I like get in or out of yeah. the chair, I click one or two of these. Ah, so they're locked. <laughs> what is it? What is and it's this? A- it's just like. Are, it's, I would rather them not
0: be there right? at all. Are you sitting on top of a filing cabinet, with these locking <laughs> casters? And I, I know. know you, Chuck, you like to prowl around in your bare feet with those spider toes
1: crawling around. I do. I do. But I, I, I can't anymore because every day my cat Bruce brings, there's dead mice in my room every <laughs> night, it seems like. Bruce. I, I walked through my room today. Who knows? God knows how many times. And it wasn't until like eight o'clock at night I realized there's two dead mice on my my carpet.
0: Wow, man! <laughs> Bruce is
1: just doing his job. That's good. Good for Bruce. <sighs> no, nah, yeah, I, I appreciate it. You know, yeah. So, <clears throat> so Doctor Giggles, let's let's talk about the premise of Doctor Giggles, Chuck. It's there's you know I I was gonna write some you know like a, I usually try and like think of a witty synopsis, but there's not much to this movie. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty it's like it's 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 what i what's the term i came up with while i was watching this it's an anti-scary movie it is like the the pinnacle of like that early 90s sort of dead zone for horror movies in america where it wasn't even a like it's not scary it's just gross (laughs) and not funny when it's trying very hard (laughs) to be funny that that's you know, it, it's, it's kind of like, it's the son of Freddy Krueger movies. Like, it's like what Freddy became. He was like a wise wisecracking horror guy who killed people in gross ways. Yeah. And this is definitely an extension of that model.
0: Yeah. I think you're, you're on point with that. Um, I definitely felt like I was 12 years old in 1992, so. You know, I didn't think it at the time, but yes, this movie, when you see this movie, it definitely feels like it is at some sort of peak or uh, just like the last vestiges of like a slasher genre. Mm. It just feels that way. Like everything has kind of been milked out of the genre. And that's this work kind of like left with the dregs at the bottom of the barrel here. Yeah. Dr. Giggles. I can say specifically with Dr. Giggles. Mm-hmm. I must have been 12 or 13 and this movie was one of the ones that did not make me feel comfortable and warm like <laughs> the previous episodes that I've talked about with Jason yeah. and, and My buddy yeah, yeah. Valentine. This just- I can see that. Thoroughly just grossed me out in ways mm-hmm. that, uh, I mean, I can specifically remember one or two kills and the emergence, the Dr. Giggles birthing uh, scene.
1: That, I wasn't prepared for that and- By the time it got to it, I was so angry at the movie that I I, I couldn't even respect it for like how cool of an effect it was. It was just another layer of grossness on a shit sandwich.
0: (laughs) Larry Drake, I'm sorry for this 12-year-old boy. If you were never worried about typecasting, I typecasted the shit out of you after this movie because I couldn't look at you again and and Mm -hmm. think you not as anything but Dr.
1: Giggles. The things they put that kid through to make this movie. Right? unconscionable
0: yes i'm telling you like you think about daniel harris or some of the mm-hmm. other uh ch- you know child actors in these in these horror films what did they tell this toothless young boy when he would know, they he's... covered him fake syrup and he was going to like pop out of a woman's carcass
1: and 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 i mean there's high probability his parents or one of his parents were on set because that's that's how these things are made like like there's always a parent around like yeah like could you imagine like i mean i guess they can make it fun (laughs) and it's like it's like playing a game but man yeah (laughs) that's some rough stuff (laughs) um so anyway let's try let's let's try and say okay so dr giggles so basically when he was a boy his dad was a doctor and the little young dr giggles wanted nothing more to be a than a uh, he wanted to be a doctor like his daddy and they, they show this by, <laughs> with a scene of him doing surgery on one of his stuffed animals, which...
2: Daddy! Daddy! I want to be a doctor just like you! You will someday. I promise. <laughs>
1: his dad comes in and thinks it's the cutest thing in the world, mm-hmm. but when I saw it, I I was like, red flag, yeah, lock this kid right. up now. Yeah. Put him away Things now. Things won't get better for him. Uh, And then his... We learn his mom dies from a heart, a broken heart, his dad keeps saying. And then, does his dad kill a bunch of people? Is that what they implied?
0: Yeah, definitely imp- implication that his dad started murdering patients and, take- and taking their hearts.
1: So he became an orphan and ended up in, a, I guess, a, an asylum, a, a mental hospital for the rest of his life. He escapes and then goes back to his rotted house of his childhood. And gets his dad's bag of doctor tools and puts on a lab coat and starts uh, killing teenagers. And that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. That's uh, how it goes. I had vague recollections of the pacing, but I remember
0: at one point at maybe a uh, minute 37 thinking so much has happened so far and we still have mm-hmm. an hour left to go. Like, where is this going to go? And yeah. it went places that I didn't quite remember, but it made sense for the timing wise. How it all worked out, but um he I mean, he escapes right away. like you the the the, the movie starts as he is escaping the mental institution in you yeah. know the most grotesque way possible. He's like, you know, he's got uh, some hospital administrator tied up and he's doing surgery on him because he's a doctor. and you'll never, ever forget that he's a doctor. I'm sure Larry Drake, <laughs> at certain point. <laughs> Just was just drinking and just rolling his eyes because he (laughs) the only lines he got to speak were the cheeky doctor quotes as
1: he was killing people. He never said anything else. So did what I want to know is did who wrote this movie? Manny Cotto who also directed and Graham Wiffler. Did they have access at some point to a a joke book you remember joke books dale yeah and maybe this joke book was uh doctor themed and (laughs) it was all dr quips and dr jokes do you think they just had a book that they were just flipping through oh oh that works i can turn that into a kill um i I bet two and call me in the morning (laughs) yeah yeah oh my gosh yeah That it's probably
0: the this Bible of joke (laughs) doctor jokes was probably like beautifully worn thin and like thumb through with like post its in the in the pages and stuff because they just constantly going back to it you know night after night a hard day in the writer's room and it was always there for them this joke book this doctor quote joke
1: book um and I guess we should mention the since we're comic book fo we're comic book readers that this there's it's got a little bit of a comic book origin i'm not exactly sure uh which came first but it's this came out of an agreement with dark horse entertainment and largo entertainment and dark horse we know do dark horse comics um and mike richardson the president had his name as a producer on this movie and Hmm. and and i remember the the ads from a lot of their comics were were on the backs uh dr gill's ads were on the backs of their comics from that time um but it wasn't like but the and there were two Dr. Giggle's comics but it came out the same time as the movie so I don't know I don't know if they just like came up with the concept and sold it really quickly before they mm-hmm. could even make comics that's I'm guessing that's what happened. Um
0: yeah and they probably agreed, you know, to put out to an issue or two as the you know as a tie-in yeah. to try to pump up some publicity for it and stuff like that.
1: And I was like going to check it out but then I was like, oh, it's just based on the script and like, there's not going to be anything new in there.
0: Yeah. Doug Monkey did the cover though, so you know Doug Monkey is uh yeah it's a big name, huge Green Lantern guy for a long time. He did, he still might be doing Green Lantern, but um yeah. So I was when the, when the movie started, I couldn't believe it was a Dark Horse Entertainment project. I was like, yeah. what? Like it's pretty funny. It got top billing. I was like, oh wow. And then the, you know the Mad Doctor cuts loose. The the thing I liked most probably about this, it was a little goofy, but when when the good doctor returns home to his untouched house. You got to love it about all these movies. Like all these houses are, you know, an eyesore on like a, a blight on the community, but they're not touched at all. I, I loved the house. Yeah. The house, the house was, that's the, my favorite part of the movie Yes was the house, yeah. Um, yeah. the house and the, the boarded up half a hospital that was behind the house. That oh was, my God. that nobody Where knew was, was there. Where was the hospital?
1: <laughs> because I, I okay so i think it was in the basement but it was huge yeah i picture you know on, on a <laughs> you know on a
0: good day on an operating day um you know patients you know would drive behind the house and there was probably a parking lot back there i was always there had to I, have been i always have this like weird affinity for doctors with practices in their house i there used to be one in my neighborhood i never went to it but i was always yeah it's so rare but it I was always had this like, I don't know, I was always strangely attracted to this mm-hmm. concept of, you know, a back half of your house or something being something completely on a professional level and you would see patients there and then you would just walk through a door and you would be home for yeah. the night. It's, it's an interesting concept.
1: There's something comforting about it, you know, because it feels like someone actually in your community that's serving you and is like literally lives next door. Yes, exactly. Um, but there's nothing comforting about it. Doctor Giggles, or his dad, I would say. Right, Doctor Ed Rendell, which yeah, freaked me out every time I saw it written on the the bag because I I'm I'm from Pennsylvania and he had a governor named Ed Rendell, the, the,
0: the Gov himself, <laughs> with a name check in this movie. Who talked? He kind of talked like this. <laughs> so he could, he gets back. He unearths his dad's kit of half legit medical equipment and half Mm -hmm. murdering medical equipment like medical equipment that's slightly
1: modified to definitely kill you right away he's i i can't you know he he seems so sincere when he's when he's like getting a treatment for a patient or a victim yeah and there's but there's just no line between killing and healing it's 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 just the line there is it's just gone like he's just I guess killing to him is the healing. He seems satisfied with yeah
0: what happens. Uh, yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> That's actually a, he's just murdering, just murdering, Dougie Doug. What was he in? Um, was he in that bobsled movie? Yeah, he was in Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. He was in uh, that. Well, he was in that reboot of that Cosby show. I think.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. But boy, he didn't. He didn't last long in this. Unfortunately,
0: I kind of feel bad. I rem- I had memories yeah. of. Dougie Doug surviving longer into the movie. I remember him yeah. dying in that way, but I didn't know he was going to be the first kill five minutes in,
1: and through the cor- and through the corniest way possible. Yeah, and out of all the teenagers in this movie, like he was one of the ones I didn't hate. Like I would have preferred him stick around a little longer because all the other ones were goons, especially the the curly haired kid with the hat.
0: Oh, uh, poor man, Jason London. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was probably like 32 years old. <laughs> yeah, when this was filmed. Um, yeah, yeah, he was <sighs> worthless. I mean,
0: he, and it—you know—they all. It's midday. So there's a half day in the last day of school. They all get out, and they're like, "To have some fun, let's go over for the first time ever, and and go into Doctor Giggles' old house." And, uh, yeah. you know, he's the one that they shove Dougie Doug and his girlfriend into a, an abandoned room and they, and they lock the door on him. Oh yeah. What's the point As a in joke. that? As a joke. Why are you? And just leave. Why are you hanging out with this person? have sex somewhere. Yeah. Cool friend. Half of those friends, how are they even <laughs> friends with each other? Um, I don't know. Between those friends and then the other friends were the two women who were stalking Max, like... This one woman was going to rape Max
1: before the night was out if she had her way about it. And we should say this also, this is like 92, like prime time, like 90210 Melrose Place the Heights, like teenagers making out. Like there is a lot of just like the the face smashing tongues in each other's (laughs) mouths. There's a lot of that in this. Yeah. yeah, You nailed Um, it. And it's like, God, the, the, like, oh, the teenagers in this. Like, it was like, like, was this, this was not real, like, this wasn't lifelike, <laughs> I don't think, like, the way these teenagers were written and the way they acted and yeah. it was just, ugh. Yeah, no. And did people ever dress like this? Like, like there was something so, <laughs> like, the way they dressed, it just didn't, like, I know the clothes were crazy back then. Right. But. And we haven't even brought up who I guess is the main character. Um, what's her name? She's like the girl from Charmed. Yeah. I don't, I never remember her name. Is it Piper? I don't know. Piper. It's the <laughs> only name I remember from Charmed, Piper. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's the only one I don't, I didn't know before Charmed, I guess. Holly Marie Combs is that.
0: Yeah. To give the movie any sort of plot whatsoever, Holly Marie Combs has a heart defect that Dr. Giggles finds out by snooping through her house when he's murdering the stepmom and stuff like that. He finds a heart monitor and he's like, oh, well, this is how I'm gonna... So he sets out, he goes back to Moorhead City to kill... He's just gonna kill the town because the town (laughs) killed the dad. He's gonna... He doesn't have a plan. The plan is to kill the dad. To kill the town. That's the plan. Mm -hmm. Uh, But first, the town can wait. Wait. He tells us on the on camera, <laughs> the town can wait. He's going to cut out Holly Marie Combs' heart and put in place of it a dead, you know, somebody he kills their heart. And But she's definitely going to be dead still.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, it was like catnip. When he found out she had yeah. a heart problem, just like his mom, the stars aligned. He had a purpose. <laughs> Dr. Giggles. He does giggle. The name but... of the movie does apply to our boy. Yeah. There was a little stretch in like the probably the first to second act where he wasn't giggling enough and it was it was bothering me a little bit because they like really like he giggles a lot in the beginning and then he kind of stops.
0: Yeah.
1: Later in the movie he picks it back
0: up. How about when uh the overdubbed kid giggle? <laughs> it's like no matter what they yes. tried to get this kid to do, he he couldn't giggle good enough. So, they just yeah. fixed it in post.
1: Oh, yeah. But Larry Drake, he seemed like he genuinely was having a blast making this. I think I, think I wrote down the only two people having fun in this movie are Larry Drake and the kid playing Dr. Mario. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which I want to know if Nintendo knew that they used actual Dr. Mario in this movie, because I feel like the Nintendo of today wouldn't have let that slide.
0: Right. Like, With the Dr. Mario music, like mm-hmm. it, it, was, it was Dr. Mario. Yeah, and there was no mistaking it. Do, and Doctor Giggles doesn't kill this kid because the kid's already terminal.
1: Oh yeah, he, that was the dumbest. Oh I mean, there were a lot of dumb jokes in this. Yeah, there's uh, Holly Marie Combs' boyfriend, Max Anderson. Max Anderson. One of my lines who, here,
0: as as you just announced that one of my notes, yeah. Max Anderson humps. Because that's all, <laughs> I mean, immediately a school he, lets out. All he wants he immediately starts in with it to just make her feel like Ugh. shit for not doing it yeah. that school just let out they're not even off school property yet and he is mad that he's not inside of her yet i mean he he's he's standing at the at the, the soup crock you know at the supermarket and he's got the ladle but he's he's like dipping down deep to stir up <laughs> the bottom because it's oh, thicker yeah. down there and he's trying to like thicken the whole pot and then he starts
1: pouring it out, like pouring the guilt all over. God, it's disgusting. I hate him. Yeah. And he is, I, maybe it's because we just, we both happen to watch Heathers, but in the first, his first few scenes, he is doing the Christian Slater, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Like, teenager <laughs> yes. Impression. yes,
0: he is.
2: Hey, Jen. Ask me why summer's off to a great start. Why is Summer off to a great start? Well, I called Johnson at lunch. I got a job playing old favorites for the locals
0: at his restaurant every Wednesday. That's,
2: that's great, Max.
0: And I don't know. My math's pretty shitty, but I think that leaves us six nights of the week to engage in uh,
2: unsafe practices. <laughs> you wish. Why do I detect a disturbing lack of jubilation here? I mean, uh, maybe you haven't heard, but school's out, you know? Central government's collapsed. The People are free. He
1: kind of dropped it later, but How'd I was like... I was- there was a few scenes in the beginning. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. All
0: right. I, I Yeah, right. it seemed like the whole movie, he was kind of like struggling for an angle or an identity. Yeah. He couldn't because it's, they just couldn't give him a personality enough on screen. Like he wasn't possessing it. So he was trying different yeah. things
1: as the movie was being filmed. Yeah, it seemed like, and like later on, he's trying to be like the hero, like trying to like help the police and stuff. But
0: But you know, only after whatever. he gets caught... <laughs> yeah. Another person, like, Ugh. how is it? I don't know. It's, I'm jumping, I'm jumping all around, but I was so it's pissed okay. off that where does he get off? He gets caught um because Holly Marie Combs is having legit life and health problems
1: that yeah. she's not after she pours her heart out saying, I have a heart problem right. and I could die. Yeah. No, I don't want to drink. Yeah. Yes. Exactly.
0: He's pissed <laughs> off that she's not falling over with her legs spread open. So yeah. he goes and gets into bed with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the movie, he's the hero again. He's uh, he's uh, everything's yeah. okay. And it just man just sucked. I don't like it. I don't like it. The other kill I remember as a kid was
1: the stomach pump, the modified stomach pump. Oh, this kill is like Jennifer, the main character. It's her like. Her dad's new girlfriend, because, I mean, they make it sound like her mom just died, like, last month, and he's got this new girlfriend (laughs) living in the house. This lady is so upset because her boyfriend, Jennifer's dad, is worried about where Jennifer is, and he leaves the house after they make love. And she is just so angry and jealous that he would care for his daughter, uh, (laughs) who has a heart murmur, or whatever she has. And she is so upset. She's crying, and she walks out with the biggest bowl. I mean, that is, the, the size bowl
0: she had was the- It was ridiculous. It was the size bowl my stepbrother would eat cereal out of <laughs> when we were kids. Yeah. Like it was that. Yeah. So, whenever if you had a stepbrother it's, that ate cereal, he probably ate out of a mixing bowl this big, and that's yeah. the kind of bowl she was using.
1: It's like the family popcorn bowl. like that. It's that bowl. Yes, right. Um... And it's just like, oh, uh, I mean, but then it's like, oh, okay, that's why they had such a big ball because it's going to get disgusting. So Dr. Giggles comes in with this weird homemade like air pump thing and he he holds the tube up and he pushes this button. You can see these little blades come out of the end of the tube.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that takes some modification, my friend. I don't, I, I would love to get some sort of mechanical engineer on the phone, some sort of medical mechanical engineer. To see how
1: that really works, his doctor at the mental institution, you know, he did say, "We're talking prodigy here in referring to Dr. Giggles He's proven to himself
0: to be medically educated, right? Because he removes a bullet from himself, but oh yeah. his other kills I could have done. like if his other kills were the same at the same level as if my dad was a doctor. And I became an orphan at seven. Like, that's where my medical training stopped. That's where his kills, like, he puts a big Band-Aid on somebody's face to suffocate them. He injects Dougie Doug with, like, bleach, and he dies right away. He doesn't do anything that's super elaborate in terms of killing.
1: I don't like rewriting movies, um, but I kind of feel like maybe it would have been more interesting if Dr. Eagles did some sort of horrible, torturous thing. But because he's a doctor, he could keep them alive, but they're in this like horrible, tortured state. Maybe that, that might be more interesting. I mean, I wouldn't want to watch that no, movie. No, no my god, no. Could you imagine? But that might make more sense for like a an evil surgeon character. Chuck, can you know. imagine how the serving that movie would be? I can't even think. I don't that. I'm sorry I just said it because I really don't. I really don't want to watch no, it. Don't want it to exist. Absolutely not. Please. Absolutely not. Can we talk about one of my least favorite lines of this movie? Um, so there's uh the 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 nice lady who lives next door to Dr. Giggles. She gets she gets suspicious of what's going on over there. She's nosy, she has the same haircut as her dog. Um <laughs> she goes over there, she gets freaked out because she sees an eyeball through the keyhole or whatever. And she calls the police and and I guess that's how we, well, we meet our cops because they break up some party in a park where the teenagers are hanging out. Um, but they get the call and they're like, they just start complaining about this lady. because like she, yeah. And he terrible. says, okay. this cop says about this lady.
2: 10 to one, Elaine Henderson, call that in. <laughs> crazy bro,
0: she's rapist in her hemorrhoid cream.
1: I was just angry that that line exists because I, I just hate it so much. I just hate it. How does it exist? It is,
0: I mean, <laughs> oh the line is just somebody should have been slapped. Somebody somebody watching dailies let that go through.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they did that. <laughs> There's a lot of that going on. Nervously looking at the director.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, Colin Moat. What's his name? Colin Moat? Did I
1: make that name up? Man, Manny Coto, the director? <laughs> not what I was thinking. Yeah. But. Manny Coto's still working. He survived Dr. Giggles, so good for him. Did he? Yeah, he's, uh, he did a lot of episodes of Dexter. Oh, wow. And some other stuff. He's doing a lot of TV work. It's good for him. So the kids who locked their friends in Dr. Giggles' house and booked it, they go back. Oh, yeah, they go back to... Whose house was it? Was it the... Was it the girlfriend's? No, it was the boyfriend's house. So, and they, they go back to ha- you know he's going to pressure her into having sex, of course. But of course. She, you know she's kind of into it, whatever. But this kid, this this is the annoying, annoying curly haired kid with the backwards cat, backwards hat on. He brings out a piece of laundry. and he lets it be known to his girlfriend that he stole it,
0: swiped from my mom's suitcase before she and dad left for vacation. You expect me to wear this? Look, right now my mom's probably pretty pissed off, not to mention my dad. Don't let their pain be in vain.
1: And he wants her to put on his Holy mom's shit, lingerie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and again, I was just appalled. And I, uh, <laughs> no, I, yeah, no, I don't care. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and so she, his girlfriend's like, all right, but only if you put on a condom and she whips out a condom. And, you know, this is early 90s. This is like condom fever. Like, we're going right. to talk about condoms. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, and then that, that like, I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe they figured the kids watching this don't know how condom works, but like, generally, you don't go to the bathroom to put it on and then come back. Yeah. Like, uh, it doesn't work like no, that. No, yeah. It's going to need to be in the moment, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, anyway... it's
0: just going to slither right
1: off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you need, you need some stimulation in the, in the room. The bathroom's <laughs> not going to cut. it. But anyway, he goes to the bathroom. And, in an, and even uh, here's another disgusting scene that has nothing to do with blood. He's unwrapping the condom and it drops in the toity. Obviously, you wouldn't use it. But so what our hero does is he grabs who knows whose toothbrush it was. He grabs a toothbrush oh. to use as a fish hook oh. to, to fish this thing out of the toilet. So that he can continue
0: putting it on, yeah,
1: yeah, and I guess he puts it on right, and then walks out, and then puts his pants back on. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, at least he dies. Doctor Giggles is under the covers, so he gets in the bed, and then he he looks over, and Doctor Giggles is under there, <laughs> and he like chops his wiener off. I think oh,
0: that's, yeah, that's right. That, that's how yeah. visibly. That's how he died. Yeah. I guess he doesn't. He doesn't have any other wounds,
1: but his. The ween is uh, covered, and a blood spot there. Yeah, I was a little unsure what happened, but yeah, it it because it, it was very quick. Like because he had his pants on. Like I feel like Doctor Google's would have had to uh, wrestle his pants off mm-hmm. to do that surgery.
0: Yeah. And his girlfriend dies. That I probably winced the hardest at that one. His girlfriend, oh, like, yeah. he j- basically just shoves a, a sh- very sharp thermometer into the back of this woman's throat. and uh, It was like uh, my knees got weak.
1: Get your death of cold running around like this. I think we should take your temperature now. Don't make a sound.
0: There's
2: a good girl. Up,
1: <laughs> lucky for you, I've discovered the only known cure for the common cold. <laughs> that, yeah, that was rough. That was really rough. I didn't like that. Mm-mm. No, I forget the quip. Like, he and that we should say, like, I can't remember all the quips, but he says something stupid every time he kills someone. Yeah, so we we did skip around a lot. I think the next thing that happens is. is the shitty boyfriend makes out with the other girl. And uh Holly Marie Combs is looking for him and
0: then his, the skeezy woman's skeezy friend is like, I can show you where they are where she is, where he is. Yeah, every there are no friends in this universe. How do they hang out? Every, How do they know each other? Why do they why know. do they want to hang out?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Everyone hated each other. They were all backstabbing jerks. Yeah. And then the movie ends up in a funhouse, right? <laughs> dr giggles is is chasing uh uh holly marie combs in a fun house you know like a a house of Mm -hmm. mirrors and they really get crazy with the editing in this scene and boy um but there's who dies in there is it the annoying friend Is, is it the friend that tattled oh yeah that was the woman who was making out with the guy whatever it doesn't matter nobody cares can you explain to me how she died from getting a giant like a novelty-sized Band-Aid or her <laughs> face? Novelty-sized. Because <laughs> yeah. they didn't explain it's it. Funny. It's, it's funny. It's because it's <laughs> funny, It's Band-Aid.
0: Like, what? He taped it. So he just covered her whole face, nose down with a Band-Aid and stuck it yeah. to the wall. What? There's a thousand other scarier things you could do. <laughs> a thousand medically related. I
1: know. It's a fun
0: house, too. That you could carry in a medical bag.
1: Yeah. Oh, that bag. Man, they loved showing that bag and the name, his dad's name, written in gold on it. The other thing was like, everyone was like, he's a doctor. He just looked like a doctor walking around with his medical bag. Like, nobody, there haven't been doctors walking around with a bag like that in 50 years. Let me just tell you. Like, he looked looked like it was like, he got the date of trick-or-treat night wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly. So it takes, you know, Mark from Roseanne to uh,
0: (laughs) explain, like the genius he's the pro- <laughs> yeah he's the proxy right that for, he's the audience proxy so he's to the cops he's like well mate you know maybe he's not a doctor maybe he just looks like a doctor there was someone coming after her i know i know a yeah, doctor I mean, look there's only one doctor in this town and i've known him since he was your he looked age. like a doctor i don't know what he
2: was maybe he just thinks he's a doctor maybe he's always wanted to be a doctor and never got the chance how's that I know this is gonna sound a bit crazy, but does anyone here consider this guy might be Dr. Rendell's son?
1: Well, except no one believes him. I mean no one I mean, in true like movie like teenage movies from this time, all adults don't believe a goddamn yeah. thing kids. Right. And I wanted to point out during that scene when he's in the cop station, like basically moving along the plot for everyone, the the chief or the detective who's sitting there eating his fried rice did you notice how bad he was at using chopsticks? And I couldn't <laughs> no, tell if it was a bit know. or not. I didn't notice. No, he literally like he kept they kept showing him get go down for a scoopful of fried rice to eat, but he wouldn't like he was just sticking the sticks in and everything was falling <laughs> yeah. out. And like he the camera kept like panning away and panning back, and every time he did it, he he failed. And I didn't know if it was like supposed to be a joke or what. <laughs> Through the entire movie. Um, we we find
0: out nothing more than the possibility that Holly Marie Combs has a heart murmur, but everybody in this town and the medical field has to get her on this operating table ASAP. Including, Mm -hmm. not even including Dr. Giggles, but yes, (laughs) including Dr. Giggles. I mean, they need to strap this woman down and get to operating ASAP. By the end of the movie, it's like... Halloween 4.
1: Yeah. There's got to be an interesting feminist read to this movie. Cuz it's like just yeah. everything you just said. Like there's something weird, something there like about like having this woman strapped down to save her. Like
0: Yeah. It, yeah, I, it's It's, it's weird. it goes from it just goes from it goes from nothing to 11 by the end of the movie like Yeah. They're, yeah. they're you know, they're reassuring her that it could be nothing but I mean they can't wait to get her it's midnight in the darkest <laughs> hospital operating room ever and a doctor yeah. needs to I thought this was another dream
1: sequence So this is is this after what you think like the end of the movie is Chuck I was confused you were at you're absolutely right it was after he
0: she leaves Dr. Gale's laboratory Okay yeah because they
1: do like a second ending Yeah
0: because Doc <laughs> is all burn up And that's when he kills the staff.
1: He comes back in his gruesome, like no eyebrows. Oh my uh, God. Yeah. Blistered skin form. well, that's
0: how many times, uh, that's how many times I get confused thinking like, because (laughs) she's got to be strapped to a table the entire movie.
1: And the, the operating doc is like, who are you? Like, what is happening? And even when I was so mad when the, the cop saves her in Dr. Giggles basement lab, He's uh-huh. like, he like saves her. He brings her back to life because Dr. Giggles shocked her to death because he had to stop her heart before he replaced her, replaced her heart, which didn't make any, I mean, whatever. This is a slasher movie. Like we want to see you operate <laughs> right? Exactly <laughs> on someone alive, not dead. Um, anyway, so the cop saves her and he's like, he's like kind of unstrapping her, but he's just like, no, wait, just stay here. I have to make sure Dr. Giggles is gone before I rescue you. Just stay strapped. Just stay laying down here where oh, you're just tortured. <laughs> I was so mad. I mean, thankfully, she gets up and she's like, fuck that. And then her stupid boyfriend arrives and he's trying to save her too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, are you okay? Come on, babe. I'm here. Mark is here. Mark from
0: Roseanne is here. Don't worry. Mark from Roseanne is here.
1: <laughs> I'm so cool. I got my leather jacket
0: on. I'm redeeming myself now. And then he, like, <laughs> After she's up and he's like propping her up, he's like, "I'm sorry," and he like combs his hand through her hair. Now is not the
1: time, dude. Mm -mm. That Mm -mm. time is gone. Uh, Oh, and we didn't mention the uh, the waiting room filled with Doctor Google's previous victims set up. Oh,
0: like reading magazines. That was pretty badass. I mean, I just really liked the concept of this medical office building unused (laughs) and just (laughs) left in its you know
1: in its yeah. It seems so clean. Like the rest of the house was a like a war zone, like cobwebs, everything falling apart and rotting. But this hospital. Yeah, it was awesome. It was like they had a janitor on staff who never <laughs> got fired. Yeah, something. they just kept paying him, so
0: he kept showing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. There, and there was one yeah. point where um, they were, the cop is making his way to the medical office portion of the house, and he opens this side door, and he like clearly looks down this hallway, which is a, definitely a matte painting. <laughs> like, there's nothing there but this matte painting. Yeah. yeah. But he like pretends to like sh- shine his flashlight down there. I thought it was amazing. I was like, I see you, you beautiful, real effect.
1: There's something to love in here. There's, we can find stuff to love in Dr. Google. Yeah. Even in Dr. Google. It's possible. Yeah. In the end, Dr. Google gets it. Our main character, she throws some liquid on the floor at Dr. Google's feet and then uses some, what are those things that, defibrillator yeah defibrillator she shocks him and lots of blue lightning come out of the defibrillators <laughs> and fries his ass but of course he's not dead another fake out um oh this is all after he like blew up in the hospital whatever, yeah by the way there's a lot of endings to this movie yeah there are and then she uh she takes some of his bed, insane so homemade surgery like <laughs> uh Jennifer. devices yeah and shoves him through his torso and says,
2: "Try some of your own
1: medicine." <laughs> and then, just to top it all off, he's he looks at the audience watching the movie and says. <clears throat> Doctor in the house, and then he falls, and they go further into his torso. So,
0: in a movie scene ever, Chuck, have you ever seen a fatter, (laughs) more moist bottom
1: lip in your effing life, man? Ever? I wanted to. No, I wanted to know if that that was like, um like a movie magic saliva, or if that was all Larry Drake. Oh my god. Do you think he wanted to take more tape? He's like, no, I can do better. I can do better, Manny. Come on, yeah, more take. He's probably just like juicing up. He's drinking. I've got more to give. He's chewing yeah. on that tongue. Please. Please, Manny. Is that a thing? I remember when I was a kid playing with this other kid, Danny, on the playground. And he was teaching me how to make huge amounts of spit. Uh-huh. And I think he, he, was, he was like, yeah, I chew on the side of my tongue.
0: Whoa. Danny, really?
1: and I and I was like, whoa, that's weird." And he was making these huge puddles no. of spit on like the merry-go-round. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, that's that's kind of weird." Yeah,
0: right? Like that's inhuman, Danny.
1: <laughs> if any any listeners out there if there's any truth to that, like nibbling on the side of your tongue to uh, create spit, let us know if that's true if there's any We well, actually I know we have a doctor who listens to this this uh this very show so maybe he he can provide that answer
0: that's that is a matter of fact yeah maybe he could comment on that there is a doctor in mm-hmm. the house how about kids i mean disc- disgusting, like merry ground but huge oh, puddle of spit's just going to dry up but the dna is still there i mean
1: kids imagine touching of merry ground as an adult,
0: <laughs> God, what? If I chuck legitimately, if I had to do that, if I had to like spin my kid on one or something, I wouldn't be able to yeah. stop smelling my own hands after. <laughs> I, that's how freaked out I would be. I can't stop. Yes, <laughs> I can't stop smelling my own hands
1: after most situations. Oh yeah, just waving those those tips in front of your nostrils. Is there something there? There's something there. We didn't talk about the the magical opening of this movie. God, we got to go all the way back to the beginning. I'm sorry. There's some state of the art this is pre Jurassic Park CGI opening of red blood cells. And that's what leads into him doing surgery. Yeah. How groundbreaking at the
0: time was this terrible intro?
1: Honestly, it looks cool, but it's not yeah, but it's it's not as cool as they thought it was. It's no um opening to Look Who's Talking, which is a mere two years before this, which was wow, I think done with all models and stuff. That That's an amazing opening. That,
0: uh, right? Yeah, that's... Holy crap. It just took me back. You're right.
1: Similar similar idea. Like cell-sized, like zooming in of sperm. Yeah. Going to an egg. But they did it with like puppets and shit, and it looked great. Wow, I did <laughs> not know that. I don't know how they did it. I think it's not... I mean, it was 1990, I think, or 91. Wow. I don't think it was CGI. It wouldn't have looked as good as it does in my mind right now, but... <laughs> How about George Segal in that movie?
0: Like, how was a creep? He was such a creep. How was he supposed to be like this? uh, This uh, romantic side piece that Mm. I know has no time to be a father after. Like, I don't know. I mean, he just doesn't. He just doesn't exude side piece material, especially for Kirstie Alley. And he was, he was her
1: boss, right? Yeah, I yeah, I think so. Right, so it was very taboo. God, should we, uh, for Halloween do like, look who's talking? One and two, episode.
0: Oh my god! Just the ho- yeah, the horror. If we could be do the opposite. One of us could dress as George Segal's
1: sperm <laughs> from the opening. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows that was John Travolta's comeback movie. Um, yeah, before. Pulp it's Tech. not loaded. That's that's what that movie is. I think how I learned who John Travolta was. Yeah, sure. I, I, I
0: think I'm right there with you for sure.
1: Yeah. Cool guy. Remember when
0: he's having like that big uh I don't know if this is maybe two, but uh this is two, right? After they get they're having problems and divorced, but he has uh-huh. like that big baby dance off in the daycare and all the moms <laughs> are just like juicing. They just love oh, John Travolta having oh, a baby dance party. Man.
1: This guy. So sexual.
0: And he doesn't pay Kirsi Alley a time of day. He just like takes his kid and leaves. (laughs) Man, that just, that fired her up. Fired her up.
1: God, I got to watch those movies. It's been too long. Are we going to wrap this up, this Dr. Giggles? I mean, you know, it's not, it's not good. I I had hope for it. I wanted, I wanted it to be a gem in there. I think just because it was like, it was a movie that I had thought about for like twenty five years, <laughs> and just never got around to watching it. Oh, God, oh no, almost thirty years now. And
0: Is that right, so yeah, after thirty years, what about like the event TV where you have to watch it midday and scramble before a podcast? <laughs> like you can't even like sit down and get the popcorn like after no. dinner. You and your lady sit on the couch and get to watch it like at one night, you know what I mean? It's just like, you got to cram, got to cram this in for the podcast. Yeah,
1: no, it was, it was total cram school (laughs) mood.
0: BattenSpiderPod at gmail.com is our email and our phone number 315-544-0966. We do have some correspondence to go through this week, so we're going to get to that
1: right now. We love hearing from you guys, so um yeah, even if it's just just to tell us about maybe a movie you'd want us to watch or or like you know that you see that we're watching Dr. Google's and you have a goofy story or like, you know I love I love hearing people's experiences, like kind of like that gate story I told about how I rented a movie, and the gate was in the tape case. It was in the runk. Like I love hearing stuff like that. like I love hearing people's like personal. Um, attachments to movies and just like little things like that. So,
2: yeah,
0: it, it really doesn't have to be about anything special. Please just share your stories with us. First up is a voicemail.
1: Dear Bat and Spider, it's Protolexis. Listen, what I don't have much time.
2: Well,
0: my question you guys, you know, you're watching horror movies right now. Uh, I've never really been much of a horror guy because I don't like dread. I don't want to be in fear of my sanity while I watch an entire movie, and I hate jump scares. But the movies that you guys have watched
1: have piqued my interest. Uh, So I was wondering, what is your favorite genre of horror? Is it gore, psychological, killer, thriller, monster, paranormal? What is it? And are there some categories
0: of horror that you never want to watch? Thank you. Jesus Protolexis uh, from our friends over at Seventy Millimeter Podcast, great, they, uh, great podcast, first movie podcast on the internet. So you mm-hmm. guys should check that out. Protolexis, thank you for that voicemail. Wow, great
1: voicemail. Thank you, thank you for calling in. My gosh, um, I won't
0: willingly watch horror
1: that involves kids at all. Sure. Like or, I mean, are do you mean like like would you watch Children of the Corn?
0: Yes, uh, I would watch, well, uh, Children of the Corn should, I, I haven't, that's been chasing me since it teared the fire shit out of me when I was- I've never seen that movie. When I'm I was young and I saw Children of the yeah. Corn, it scarred me and I have never went back yeah. to watch that movie. Are you saying if children are the victims, you e- don't like it? Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um uh, I'm trying to think of like there was a recently I think a movie with Ethan Hawke in it or one of those type of movies with Ethan like an Insidious type movie where mm-hmm. in the trailers there were definitely like a chilt kid's crib and and that oh, yeah. that stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. freaks me out I you know sure. I I won't really willingly watch anything like that
1: and um yeah I think I I think for me the only ones like I think there was a small popularity of what they call like torture porn, maybe in the, the aughts. Yeah. And I think Eli Roth might've been sort of in that stuff, in that, in the forefront of that. Those, that doesn't interest me. Mm-mm. And same here. And I, I would also throw in like movies like Insidious, like those kind of newfangled low budget ghost movies. <sighs> I never want to watch them. But when I do watch them, I usually end up enjoying them. <laughs> but for some reason, like I'm I feel repelled by them. Like it just they just don't interest me at all. Um I don't know. I don't know if that's ghosts or just they just there's there's like a cheapness that isn't alluring to me. Like I love cheap movies, but mm-hmm. for some reason, like in the CGI era, it doesn't have the same lore to me, I think. <laughs> but gosh, my favorite. That's a tough one. I mean I, I think as an answer today, I think I would say either monster movies. Like I love, I love Dracula. I love Frankenstein. Mm. Um, I love vampires. Like I like, I like the monster ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love, I love, I'm like really into Giallo. Like I'm loving these sort of like 70s thriller. Like I love thrillers. Mm-hmm. I love anything that's like, you know, somebody gets killed and it just opens up to like a a wormhole of, you know, uncovering layer upon layer. I like that stuff a lot. Um
0: and and Proto-Lexis, it that you might enjoy that a little bit because there's not a whole lot of gore. It's not like you're going to have to avert your eyes at anything that's going to be disgusting on screen, you know what I mean? It's just going to be a tight tightly wound story. Yeah. And you could see almost where the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, the atmosphere does all the sort of frightening for you you can see where these movies were the roots of the later slasher and gory mm-hmm. stuff because you know if if some of these scenes in some of these movies were just 15 20 seconds longer there's room for that stuff to just be the natural extension of the scene you're watching but if they're not yeah. bad it, you know as as frightening as the movie poster might be which is it's doing its job it's you know it's still not really showing anything Sure uh, and, and that's the jalo, sort of stuff that Chuck was talking about. Now, on the other s- yeah. side of things, you know, like the Driller Killer and stuff like that, that's graphic, but not frighteningly so. And that's sort of uh, late 70s, early 80s. That's yeah. that's like one of my favorites, the slasher movies and the monster movies, but, or, or, you know, 80s, late 70s slashers is probably my favorite genre
1: yeah. of film. I think I tend to like i like I tend to like the versions of of things when they're in their infancy, like like Halloween is one of my favorite movies, and that's like one of the probably earliest versions of a slasher movie, but it's not like you don't see a lick of blood in that movie right um but it is it's very affecting <laughs> yeah um without it and and it's like the first time a lot of those tropes were being used um uh so and i you know i like i like. I like when, you know, you know, there were like experiments going on. Like, oh, what if we, you know, do this type of movie? No one's really done something like this before. Um, You know, it's like Halloween eventually gets to like Dr. Giggles. You know, it leads us down that path of, you know, things just being overwrought. Um,
0: There's not a, as far as I know, there's not a whole lot of movies like Cannibal Holocaust out, but I know there's some of that, like, um, style of movie where there's a little bit of realism in it and that's you know that's not for me either i
1: you know i saw that movie once on a laptop in somebody's backyard don't ever want to go there again
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that just features you know uh it just gets too real with even some you know just some of the stuff that's in it it's you know so well we we won't be talking about that on a bat and spider (laughs) i can tell you that right now
1: only if it's by accident (laughs) yeah exactly there's like in the last few years, I learned about this term called regional horror, which they, you know, this is like super, super low budget, like um, just like people in their backyard who spend six months making a movie, you know, on weekends mm-hmm. um, that never got like a proper release until like 20 years later that some small label <laughs> did a DVD of it, you know, that kind of thing. like, Or it's like a guy selling burnt DVDs out of his mom's basement, you know, yeah. of all these horror movies he makes. Like, there's so many, um, Mm. yeah, there's a lot out there. Mm. I I, I just said to Melissa, I was like pontificating about how great movies are, (laughs) just in general. (laughs) And I said, they could stop making movies tomorrow, and we would have so much to watch. Like, there's (laughs) so much to watch. Right. You know? I would be completely happy (laughs) if they never made another movie, because there are so many things to watch, yeah. Anyway, Pro to Alexis,
0: thanks for that voicemail. Thanks, Pro. You're a real sweetheart. Really appreciate yeah. that. It's a good guy. Uh, next up. Oh, man. Huge treat here, folks.
2: Hello. Uh, this is Dirk. Dirk, feel good calling in. Hello to the battling bat, Dale Andrews and Chuck, the spider forceman. Um, loving the podcast, guys. I thought I'd send you a voicemail if that's okay. Uh, I'm a self-confessed horror um, wimp. I think that stems from when I was a a small kid and at a very young age I had a recurring dream about the troll in Billy Goat's Gruff coming to chase me. Oh, God. And then when I was a slightly older child, I would have what can only be described as hypnopompic hallucinations during the night of various apparitions. I remember one time I saw a severed head playing chess in my bedroom beckoning me forward now it was a hallucination not a real ghost but nonetheless this imagination vivid imagination has put me off watching horror films most of my life because um i can't really handle them to be honest when i went to see the ring uh the western remake of the ring i had to sleep with a light on for three nights afterwards (laughs) i had a girlfriend at the time (laughs) <laughs> my girlfriend is not my wife now, thankfully, because my wife is a wonderful woman. But who, who can tolerate that kind of behaviour? But you two guys doing the good work here at Bat and Spider Pod has um, inspired me to uh, push myself, push my push my cinematic boundaries and to see if I can sleep with the lights off after watching a horror movie. So tonight for you guys, I watched... Ginger Snaps, I think it was filmed in 2000, as uh, my friend Catcher told me, it was filmed in Canada, and it was, it looked like it was filmed in Canada. I'd been meaning to watch this film for quite a long time, I remember reading about it in magazines back when I was at university and it looked very good, but of course I was nervous, however tonight I had a few drinks and I've watched it, and do you know what, I loved it, it was excellent, it was really good. Um, it was an obvious metaphor for puberty Uh, when a boy got infected he got a load of acne all over him girls were menstruating I don't know if I should say that but they were but I really loved it Um, and I will be looking for more films like this in the future not particularly the menstruation part but horror films that I can tolerate so thank you guys love you oh my word
0: wow that was awesome
1: Dirk feel good jeez
2: thank you dirk for uh, calling in
1: wow there's a lot to unpack there i mean the first half of the call was haunted like i felt genuinely spooked and then the second half chuck i was i was
0: just gonna if he was gonna ask for recommendations i was just gonna tell him to never
1: yeah i was never. like don't don't there's just, just a- listen to this show don't watch the movies
0: there's never <laughs> any reason to watch any movies my god
1: did he say a severed head was beckoning and playing chess. And playing chess. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. I'm shaking in my socks right now.
0: Chalk that up to another genre of
1: movies that I don't want to watch. Oof, no way. Man. i Have have you ever had an experience like that, Dale? Like whether it be a nightmare or like, or the fancy words he de- <laughs> he's he a, you know, He's a doctor. He, we might call him, Dirk, our, our own Dr. Giggles, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was hoping he was going to give his professional take on Dr. Giggles. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's what I thought. It was right Because <laughs> I thought he had left the voicemail as soon as he found out we were doing Go- yeah. Dr. Giggles.
1: But. <laughs> but Dirk, don't watch Dr. Giggles.
0: No, I don't remember ever having an episode or anything like that. I mean, I remember having nightmares or reoccurring nightmares as a kid, mm-hmm. but nothing in terms of like uh, being paralyzed or being... Uh, hallucinating or being
1: awake during
0: these episodes.
1: I I had one experience similar to like what he describes and it it's interesting because it's it's movie related. I I think I was waiting for my friend's mom to like like we we're going to go to the mall or something waiting to be picked up at my house and I was lying on the couch. I was probably like 14 maybe 13 14 uh, and I think I fell asleep to uh, "Dial M for Murder," which is a Hitchcock movie. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's a, it's really it's a really good movie. I saw the Vigo but, version. That's so called M. Oh, Dial yeah, M? they remade it. Yeah, I never saw that. Um, but I the the movie somehow melded into my like waking nightmare, and I had a very vivid experience of the audio of Grace Kelly on the phone like um, terrified of an attacker in her in her house Uh, somehow melded to the visuals of um, of the bottom of a trench coat and green disgusting feet at a payphone doing a dance (laughs) it's hard to describe but it but you got goosebumps and I think, right now. And I think it became a recurring nightmare. Like those these green feet would like appear in my my nightmares like every oh, few months. Wow. It, it's a weird it was a weird, vivid thing. Um but yeah. But nothing as cool as a, a severed head playing chess. Um oh and ginger snaps. Have you ever seen ginger snaps? I've never saw, seen ginger snaps. I've never seen it. We need to put it on our list. Yeah, now we do. Thank you, Dirk. I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna add that to our list. Add to the list. Thank you, Dirk. I really appreciate that. I I wasn't concerned about getting like our social media accounts, but I did claim Batten at Batten Spider on Instagram. So if anyone wants to go follow on there, um, but uh, yeah, I just figured I should grab it in
2: case. Yeah,
1: that's a
0: that, yeah. Thank you, Chuck. That that'll probably end up coming in handy. Yeah. yeah. So as I am looking at this list that we have. Based on uh, a couple of factors, I am going to go with the movie Veronica. Oh my lord. Uh, am I, uh Should it not be on oh, the list, Chuck? Is my that lord. your reaction is saying way too what I can't get a read on you.
1: No uh the reaction is I can't wait for <laughs> Dale underscore A to watch Veronica. Uh for those that don't know, this is uh, Veronica is Glenn Danzig's directorial debut came out just last year oh my god it's uh oh it's another anthology movie three shorts oh in a feature length wow based on his uh his uh um long line of his own homegrown comic books that called Veronica comics which i think they're still publishing um yeah it's quite a treat. Wow, this is badass! I'm excited, and I think it's uh, I think I think it's available to stream everywhere, so it's pretty easy to find now. If not, you'll find out what we watch next week. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> or we'll just publish it.
1: I own this one physically. Okay, uh, I'm coming over, so, Chuck.
0: You can just come over. Yeah, <laughs> this week, episode uh, five, Doctor Giggles episode of Bat and Spider is in the can, as they say. Uh, I am Dale underscore A. This is my friend, Charles Forceman, and (laughs) we will see you guys next week.
1: (laughs) See you guys. Our theme song was created by Toby Forsman of Whipsong Music. Find out more at whipsongmusic.com.